Welcome to the Brisbane Broker Podcast, hosted by the Newstate Group. Each month, our brokers discuss the latest updates in the mortgage broking and finance industry to help our listeners better understand the scope of buying, investing, and refinancing property. A quick disclaimer, our podcast contains information that is general in nature, and we recommend seeking the guidance of a financial services professional to acquire financial advice. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Broker Podcast. I'm joined today with Cade and Ashley. Hello, hello. Hey. And my name is Bobby. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> nice to meet you. Hi. Uh, so we're recording today on the 23rd of June, or as you guys probably refer to it as the National Hydration Day. That's what I've heard. Yep. <laughs> so to all you waterheads out there, this one's for you. <laughs> Is it actually national? It is. That's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Last, last month when we recorded, it was National Taffy Day. So oh, I should have mentioned that. I know. <laughs> should have plugged the sweet treat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what it is next month. <laughs> but um, we're joined today for a very exciting episode. We're focusing on uh, lots of new th- government schemes, um, namely the First Home Guarantee. Or, mm. as we're going to call it several times throughout this episode, <laughs> the FHLDS, which yes. is what it used to be called. But um, I guess before we get into that, did you want to launch into some Borka talk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love some Borka talk. Bring, bring on. What, what, do, what do we want to talk about today? What's, what's the topic? What's the agenda? Uh, the agenda? The Borka talk agenda? Yeah, Borka talk agenda. Uh, I guess. Do we have one? No real agenda. Oh, I like that. I guess it's, <laughs> we, we tend to cover the same types of things, uh, rates, valuations, yeah. property prices, all of yeah. that kind of stuff. So the status of play for June, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What have you guys been seeing? Well, rates are up. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Last month, we all threw a number into the ring on how much we thought rates were going to go up, mm-hmm. and they... They went up. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were the warmest. I was the warmest. <laughs> Feels good. Like a warm taffy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. Um, yeah, so rates are up. Um, what else have you been seeing? Valuations stack up or, yeah. Haven't really run into any valuation issues lately. Mm. Things have been going pretty well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, things are going pretty good. Lot, lots of equity still out there. Mm. Um, refinances are looking good. Uh, equity is looking great. Um, if you're looking at investing, now is a pretty good time if you're not afraid of uh, some rising interest rates. Yeah. But, yeah. Evaluations are going great. Yeah. 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 Likewise. Yeah. Yeah, cool. A little and bit slower on the purchase front, though. Mm. Uh, a lot, lot less properties on the market. Um, well, I guess it's starting to come up now, mm. but fewer transactions, definitely. I suppose a. Um, positive angle on that is mm. there's less competition for those who are really determined to buy. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah. even though there was so much volume last year when rates were the lowest they'd ever been, mm. it didn't mean it was easy to buy at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that's that's one positive spin on it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I think at open homes now you go into an open home, you put in an offer, you might be competing against three other offers instead of 10 other offers. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to reduce the amount of offers you need to make on properties before you actually get one accepted. Mm. Yeah, agreed. It's good. Good space. Um, even with some rate rises, a lot of people are dipping out on their investments. So pe- people that have those properties are selling them. And sometimes they're selling them a little bit cheaper. Mm. Mm. So as a first-time buyer, you might be able to pick up a pretty good deal right now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm, good Just stuff. get out there. Yeah. yeah. Just buy it. Love Borka Tool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what kind of applications or what kind of clients have you been working with 
this week or over the last few weeks? I've been starting to work with first-time guarantee clients again, getting everything ready to go for 1st of July. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of reaching out saying, right, what do I need to do um, to get ready so that we're we're all ready to go in, in a couple of weeks' time. So were these mostly clients you met with earlier in the year or even yeah, even late last year and there weren't any spaces remaining? Exactly. Yeah. Spot on. Cool. So <laughs> you've been assisting them with the run-up of how to be best prepared. And... Exactly, yeah. It's, um, it's really nice to kind of make contact with some of those clients again oh. and new clients that are coming in saying, want to buy our first home, it's really great to be able to say, we've got this new scheme coming up again. Mm. Uh, I'm just working with my existing clients mostly. Yeah. Um, refinances, it's always a strange thing to come off that low rate into a different landscape. Mm-hmm. So just kind of a bit of a guidance there. And yes, yeah, it's actually going really good. A lot of clients are really happy. The things that haven't exactly gone bad in the employment space. Um, you know, pe- people's A lot of people got pay rises over the past 12 months, which is fantastic. It's just uh, kind of the economic landscape. But yeah, it's going pretty well. Yeah, cool. uh, definitely enjoying it, and really nice to have a property that was five hundred thousand two years ago now being six seven hundred thousand. So yeah, a lot of happy people. Yeah, yeah absolutely, good stuff. Um, myself, I've been working on a few interesting ones. Um, a little bit of casual employment, a few interstate clients as well, mm. which is always really fun. I, mm. I love working with interstate clients, and like mm. again, like we've mentioned this in the past on the podcast, but. Due to COVID, so many things were introduced so that we could do things electronically and and uh, cater to clients uh, interstate, which is really cool, or cater to them more easily. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's been me. Lots of fun stuff. But um, any networking events or anything you've been attending lately or upcoming? I heard about this one really cool thing, <laughs> but I think it's something we need to discuss a little bit later. Okay. I think you just need mm-hmm. to get excited about the fact that we are going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, are we ever? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're booked in for a few things. We've got a few uh, Chamber of Commerce stuff coming mm-hmm. up. Smoked yep. Garage, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. And um, let's look at that Chantella event, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Should be exciting. Echo drinks. Yeah, Echo Drinks. Echo Drinks, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some some good stuff on the on the radar, but I'm more interested in what you're uh, just uh, touching on there now, AJ. What's uh, what's this big event we're all talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we had a question come in from a listener. We did, and <laughs> in fact, this came in from a few listeners and several. I heard. Yes, it's yeah. very very specific. But um, see if you know what this means. I'm looking to learn more about the First Home Guarantee and any other new government schemes. Do you know of any fun, free, educational ways, ideally with free beer and tacos, ideally on Bastille Day (laughs) slash 14th of July in Newstead, to meet with professional yet approachable brokers in a casual setting to help plan my property ownership journey? My gosh, I do. (laughs) Aren't we doing something with that? (laughs) We are. It's such a specific question. It really caught me off guard when it came through. What are the chances? (laughs) <laughs> and for so many people to send it too. I know. Worded exactly the same almost. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe everyone knew it was Bastille Day on that day. <laughs> As a, a bit of a rundown, we are, are going to throw an event on the 14th of July. 
uh, down at Green Beacon in Newstead, specifically tailored to first home buyers and people looking at maybe taking advantage of some of these government schemes coming up in the new financial year. It does have free beer. It does have free tacos. Oh, nice. And we'll be there. Nice. Yes. Yep. It's a dream team. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. Um, have our, if you're interested in coming, send an email through to the podcast email, which is podcast at the newsteadgroup.com.au. Simple. <laughs> um, and we'll send you a booking link. Tickets are free. Um, come down, say hi, learn some stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I love beer, tacos, and first home buyers. So <laughs> bring it on. It's really all you need in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it should be really fun. And mm. I think it'll be, it, it'll be a pretty casual thing, mm. uh, but you will have an opportunity to speak with a broker. Um, and when you're not speaking with a broker, there will be like-minded people in similar situations there, you can talk to them or not. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just a really fun, chill event. Yeah. I, I think just take it as a one-up on that kind of barbecue event where somebody tells all this stuff about first home buying. And <laughs> <laughs> this time you actually have brokers there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I heard. You can... <laughs> So we, we will answer questions. Um, ha, ha, we just can't give credit advice uh, about specifics, but if you say, hey, I'm looking at doing this, we, we can give you a pretty clear answer on whether it's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Should we launch into, well, that's kind of part of the topic of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before, before we jump in, though, mm. commercial stuff. I oh, have to talk about it. Yeah. I love talking about commercial. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, what have you been working on? Tenerife, purchase, love it. Yes. So exciting. I love commercial. So much fun, in, yeah. especially in Tenerife, just around the corner. Oh, I know. It's really, it's really so cool. Good. It's so good to walk past a place and be like, hey, we did that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it is really fun adding mm. to, um, I suppose, what we've assisted in financing in the area. Yeah. It's sc- scary the rates are in commercial right now. They're, they're getting really weird. Mm. I, I don't know what's going with the commercial, but their rates are just going through the roof. Like they're, they're, they're leagues away from where residential rates are right now. Mm. So I don't know if uh, there's just some giant margin worked in or if we're just kind of wait. the lender's just waiting to see what happens. But there's some competitive ones out there, but mm. there's a giant margin of difference in the commercial space. So if you're looking at a commercial loan, come speak to us because the chances are that that lender that you're looking at potentially could be way different to other mm. lenders right now. Yeah, We absolutely. can really narrow it down. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. yeah fantastic. Uh, there is one other thing to mention before we jump Ooh. into what is topic it? of the month. Yeah. It's a shout out. Hey, 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 shout out to who? Cameron? Yes. Oh, love it. <laughs> I was wondering if we're going to shout out to Piper, <laughs> which we can also shout out to. Hey, Piper. <laughs> We've got Piper in the studio with us today as well. It's pretty exciting. But yeah, Cameron, uh, one of my clients, um, one of our clients, uh, decided to uh, drop off some coasters for us for our Chiller Beers. Uh, and it even says podcast and our names. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really cool. Thanks so much, Cameron. Um, we would love to put those coasters to use. <laughs> we, we will. I can confirm we will put the coasters to use. They are the best pod coasters I have ever seen. Pod that, that's coasters. Pod, pod coasters. How oh, good is that? That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you again. Yeah, thanks, Cameron. You're a legend. We'll have to get a cool photo with them. We will. Yeah. <laughs> I, already sent him, I already sent him a photo of the yeah. conversation where I took, I took a screenshot when oh, I sent the photo through. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll definitely get a photo for him. <laughs> cool, yeah. Alrighty, this time let's launch into the topic. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, I suppose a bit of a disclaimer up the top. It's similar to when we started discussing this last month, where we didn't actually have 
all of the information announced yet. Mm. So some of it will be difficult to comment on the specifics, but we can easily comment on historical, mm-hmm. like how it was in the previous years. Yeah. Um, and just do what we can with what we've got, I suppose. Yeah. And I think in future, we'll provide a further update again with, with the specifics once they are available. Yeah. And but, this is regarding the first-hand guarantee. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, as we've said as well, formerly known as FHLDS, First Home Loan Deposit Scheme, <laughs> yep. we'll probably call it that a few times <laughs> today. <laughs> we just will. Uh, <laughs> but I suppose I wanted to ask or open up the conversation on some of the key uh, eligibility or criteria for working out whether you're eligible for mm. the first home guarantee. Yeah. Um, we can rattle off a bit of a list. Yeah, cool. Uh, Australian citizen is, is one of the big ones. Pro- probably one of the biggest ones. Uh, a little bit different to some of the other government schemes. Uh, you, you do need to be an Australian citizen. Yeah. There are also property and income caps. Mm-hmm. Um they, I believe, at least the property price cap has changed this year on last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Still waiting for some confirmation around exactly what it's going to be. Higher or lower? It's definitely going up. We yeah. know that much. Yeah. Um, That's good. <laughs> uh, the other one is that you have to be a first home buyer. So everyone yep. on the application and everyone on the title must mm-hmm. be a first home buyer. Yeah. Uh, do we think income thresholds might stay the same as... I feel like they might, but I mm. hope they won't. Yeah, mm. I hope they go up a little bit too. From memory, last year it was one hundred twenty-five thousand per yeah. annum for a single applicant yeah. and two hundred for yeah, yeah, a 200. joint. Yep. Yeah. Since the start of what was FHLDS, the I don't believe the income cap has changed at all, mm-hmm. but the property price cap has historically gone up um, yep. at least once since it started. Yep. So. Not too sure if it's going to change this time. Yeah. Yeah. But it does sound like the property price cap has a fairly large jump on um, compared yeah. to the last jump. Well, it mm. needs to, really. Yeah, absolutely. Market's definitely moved. There's, there's also a savings um, threshold as well. If you have mm-hmm. over a certain amount, you might not be eligible to, to apply for the scheme. Basically, if you can avoid the scheme, you should. Yeah. yeah. Is what the government's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which, it can get tricky if... Some people want, uh, maybe they do just want to do a 15% deposit but not pay LMI, which yeah. there are other products out there that can yeah. cater to that. Yeah. But if people have grown comfortable to having a certain mm. amount of money in their account, or yeah. not everyone wants to just yeah. drain it all in one, well, I shouldn't yeah. say drain it all, but like <laughs> go from such a large amount to yeah. a much mm. smaller amount. As an example, if you've got a $600,000 property you're buying and you've got 200000 in the bank the scheme probably doesn't really give you any favour, any value besides keeping more money in savings, but yeah. the government really won't let you do that. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. The, the scheme does have limited places. Mm. Um, I believe this new release will have 35000 which yeah. is more Huge. than previous years, which Huge. is amazing. Yeah. But it, it is still a limited amount of places. And mm. I guess what they're trying to do is just ensure that those places go to the people that really have not many other options other yeah. than that scheme. Yeah. yeah. Which is reasonable. Mm. Absolutely. That, that's fair. W- one tricky thing as well with that, um, with those surplus funds, like mm. if you've got 20%, but just say you live at home with your parents at the moment and you don't own anything, like you don't own a fridge, you don't own mm. a bed, a couch, like all, all of that stuff you have to buy, like yeah, you have to fill this house with stuff as well. So <laughs> there, there's kind of a sweet point of mm. what a lender would find 
reasonable, I, I think. We've heard the term 15,000 or so mm, um, yeah. thrown around a lot, 10 mm. to 15,000 yeah. as retained savings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just something that, that I've heard constantly while yeah. dealing with lenders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Cool, yeah. Um, so this is probably a really helpful one for some people. Uh, what are some ways I can be prepared and strengthen my chance of securing a space in the scheme? Oh, so, so many things you can do. So yeah. Many <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say a big one is A, save as much as you can yeah. um, leading up. Yeah. And in, in the same breath of saving as much as you can, watch your expenses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Generally, if you're trying to save as yeah. much as you can, you're not spending much. But, yeah. um, you know, just make sure it's a nice balance between yes. the two. Yeah. I, I think being prepared for tax time is a big one. Uh, one of the things uh, last year, or, or this financial year, I should say, uh, in relation to the scheme was that you need to have your tax lodged. You need to have a notification of assessment. That in a way provided by the ATO, that document that says how much you've earned for the year was how we applied for the scheme. Mm. We showed the lender that because that was a total accumulated amount of how much you've earned. That proved if you're eligible for the income caps. For the income caps, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So be prepared to lodge that as quickly as possible. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I guess as well, on on top of saving and not spending as much as you might Mm. want to, (laughs) um, Account conduct is one as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Make sure you've got enough money in your accounts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sounds simple. It, it, does. it, it does. It sounds really simple. <laughs> and I, I know a lot of people, if their account overdraws with a direct debit or dishonours or something like that, mm. there's a lot of belief that, oh, it's a debit account, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like it's a credit account, it's not a loan, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, but that does come up during the loan process and we yeah. have to essentially explain each one of those um, mm-hmm. Dishonours or um, yeah. to the lender to say, hey, this is what happened. This yeah. is why it overdrew. If we don't have to do that, it makes your life so much easier. W- would you say that a first-home guarantee application is looked at more pedantically than a normal application uh, with a 20% deposit? Yep. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The lender's taking a risk. The government's taking a risk. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure everything is really clean, really neat and tidy. Yeah. Um, because they don't have the security of a mortgage insurer behind them. Yep. Yeah. And so with any application, we have to run living expenses or analyse living expenses for the last 90 days. Mm-hmm. If it's an FHLD... F- <laughs> <laughs> Number one. First one, first one. <laughs> yeah. If it's a first-home guarantee application or previously FHLDS, um, we have to send 90 days, uh, most of the time, 90 days yep. of transaction accounts through to the bank as well. So they're going to go through it with a second set of eyes and mm-hmm. they might say, mm, you said they're spending this much on groceries. It looks like they're spending this much on groceries. Now, bank- banks already do have a pretty high threshold for this kind of stuff. Though. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And still still live your life. Just <laughs> don't, don't live at large. <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah. Um... What else have we got here? So, yeah, don't have any late repayments. Don't don't apply for more credit. Like, yeah. if you just if you're saving money, that doesn't mean you know after pay it or <laughs> <laughs> don't don't keep more money and then get more debt. Um, just just try and set up a budget. Yeah, do a ninety day budget. Stick to it. Stick. There's a lot of times that we've gone through budgets and. People navigate around it and they go, oh, I'll do it later. Uh, th- there is a time limit on the scheme. That the, mm-hmm. There is a number of spots available. If you're serious about getting into the property market and if you want to take advantage of this, please just buckle down. Mm-hmm. Like, spend 90 days, real living. Don't you know? do something 
no grand gestures for, for 90 days. <laughs> just, just keep it real. And, um, and we'll work with you the whole way through. Like, honestly, if you want us to run bank statements and see whether you're keeping it real or not, mm. we'll run it. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll, we'll check it out and say, hey, you're living a little bit too large or... You're living a little bit too chill. <laughs> Spend some money. Yeah, do, do something. <laughs> Get out there. Fun. Grand gesture, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> Can you think of any grand gestures you've seen? I just think of the OC whenever I think grand, where Seth stands up in his coffee cart and declares his love. <laughs> That's a really good scene. It's, yeah. uh, but he always refers to it as a grand gesture. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Um, so you mentioned Afterpay then. This is a this is an interesting question, and I think um, you kind of answered it already. If I need to save money or work on my cash flow, should I use Afterpay more? <laughs> Please no. <laughs> so hard no for me. What's what's the story? What what will banks say if they if they pick up on Afterpay on your accounts? There's two big things. First one is we have to include that expense, even if you can't see what the Afterpay is being used for most lenders will group all of your afterpay expenditure over that, those 90 days and put them into a living expense category. Um, so they might say all of your afterpay is going to be categorised as recreational spending or they might say it's all going to be categorised as clothing and personal mm-hmm. care. But one way or another, it ends up in your living expenses. So mm. it really comes out much of a muchness. You've spent that money. That's kind of the, the short of it. Um, the other thing that they will ask for is a afterpay statement to see how much um, you have owing on it. They'll sometimes ask for it to be closed. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen in the past. Yep. Yep. Um, lenders do not like um, those kind of facilities. Mm. So let, let's let's be really clear about this because a lot of people do use afterpay quite, quite commonly too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not even be a big thing, but does that mean should you not apply for a home loan if you have afterpay? By no means, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. still apply, come yep. speak to us. Yep. It is not the end of the world yep. at all. Yeah, it's not I, I just want to show the, the looseness of this. It, it sounds really strict, but it's just that lenders look at these things. Mm. We're, we're trying to give you the 100% perfect advice. Mm. But yeah. the thing is that not, not every scenario is perfect. No, not at like, all. After pay it up if you, if you, if you need to, but we, we recommend closing it. Mm. It just doesn't help an application for finance. So if yeah. you can avoid it, please avoid it. We can always close things like afterpay during a finance application as well. Yeah. So yeah. don't think you need to come to us with everything closed up and paid mm. off and squared yeah. away. If you do, amazing. Yeah. But we can we can do it as part of the process. Yeah. yeah, Because we know the way that the banks will perceive it. Mm. Yeah. We're kind of the person in between that says, yeah. we'll, we'll pick up on afterpay transactions as yeah. well and we'll request those statements as well before... A yeah. bank does. Yeah. So we'll entirely work with you. Also, in a lot of scenarios, they don't have to be closed at all. Yeah. If you're servicing strong and, and yeah. you're paying everything on time, everything looks good, mm-hmm. by all means, leave it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I would say that one in three applicants that I work with actually have afterpay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes we close it off, sometimes we don't. Banks just come back to us and say, hey, can you close it? Mm. Can, you know, it's fine if, if you keep it open. So. Yeah. Yeah, just just want to make it really, really clear that's not the end of the world. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, that's really good to highlight. Um, let's talk about high-density areas. Oh, tricky. Yeah. What's a high-density area? What's a high-density property? Usually we say more than five stories and 25 units in the complex, mm-hmm. uh, but it can also be determined by suburb. It, it generally is... Um, I'd like to say that it's 
logic of what a built-up area is and what isn't a built-up area, but unfortunately it's not because mm. some suburbs, like I look at West End where there's a lot of developments going and that's usually classed as high density. Mm. Uh, it, it is what it is. But then I look at a suburb like Bowen Hills and it's kind of few and far between. On, there's some complexes, like there's like a handful of them mm. and then there's some other ones that aren't. But There's, there's a these, lot of commercial stuff there. There's <laughs> a lot of commercial stuff and these units, these small units just get roped into this high density policy with banks, which is a bit of an issue. Uh, Newstead, very common. Tenerife, generally not high density. But when you start looking at those buildings that are those bigger buildings, lenders do really push down on it, and that does give us some restrictions yeah, when it comes to lending. And sometimes there's suburbs that you really wouldn't expect to be high density. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Chermside, for example, can oh, sometimes be. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Sometimes Albion as well. Yeah. yeah. Hamilton's Hamilton, called me out yeah. Yeah. a few times. There yeah. are a lot of buildings in Hamilton now, there though. Are. There are. There used to be a lot. kind of area. I, I still imagine there's this barren field. <laughs> <laughs> city cat going <laughs> past it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of high density areas. Yeah. But the, the ramifications of high density are pretty, pretty heavy when it comes to first-time loan deposit scheme. I think the, there's some lenders that are good at it and some that aren't. Mm-hmm. And we do have lenders that are good at high density, and that means that you don't have to put in that extra 10% deposit or something like that. You might be able to get away with maybe a 5 or 10% deposit in a high-density area because every lender has a different parameter around this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some lenders do have a little more leniency during in mm-hmm. first-time guarantee applications simply because... Did I say first-time loan deposit scheme? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't so. think okay, you said anything. Right. I, I, was, I, was, I was smiling. I was just being really <laughs> conscious, <laughs> conscious of it. I was smiling because I actually nailed it. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> um, because with some lenders, their restrictions around high density actually come from a mortgage insurer rather than their mm-hmm. own bank policy. Mm-hmm. So there are a few scenarios where in an everyday circumstance, they wouldn't take that property without X um, percentage deposit, mm-hmm. but they will take it with the first-time guarantee because they don't have to adhere to the mortgage insurer's policy. Yep. But they are very few and far between. Yep. Yeah. So I guess just to jump on that, so high density is essentially bigger apartment buildings or different mm-hmm. suburbs. Uh, how it impacts the scheme is that sometimes you have to put in a higher deposit. Yep. So more, more than the 5% that that is... The requirement. Mm. There's often different um, policy depending on whether it's a new build as well. Mm. Um, sometimes brand new one. apartments are yeah. really tricky. Yeah. Some banks have specific registers of <laughs> buildings that they can and cannot <sighs> lend in, <laughs> dependent on how much lending they have in that property already or yeah. if it's high density. And yeah. it's, yeah. That one can really get you. Yeah. <laughs> that one's so silly. There's, there's more to breaking than just running. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be really clear. Yeah. <laughs> so much more to this. <laughs> All right. Here's an interesting one, which is commonly valid for first home buyers. So I need a 5% deposit. Can this be gifted to me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> This, it's, or, yeah. In this what ways can it be gifted? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a yeah. good jumping off point at least. Mm. Yeah. Um, I might jump in. There's two main ways that it can be gifted. Your first way is, say, a family member gifts you the funds. That money is held in your account for a minimum of 90 days, and that automatically converts it to genuine savings in most scenarios. Mm -hmm. The other way is some lenders will allow us to convert gifted funds to genuine savings with evidence of savings capacity, and that can come from various different ways. The most common would be a rental ledger, So say you've been renting for the last 12 months, you approach your real estate agent, get a copy of your rental ledger that shows you pay your rent on time, every time, consistently for the last six months. 
and that's the reason you haven't been saving is because you're spending a lot of money in rent, then that can work really well. There's also some scenarios where they'd take, say, accelerated repayments on a personal loan or a car loan, something mm-hmm. like that. It's basically just evidence that, hey, this is the reason I wasn't saving money and I've got the capacity to make regular payments on something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, cool. So theoretically, you're paying $500 a week in rent, but you don't have any savings. If we received a rental ledger that said um, you've paid on time the right amount for the last six months, that could technically be classed as $13,000 genuine savings, Mm -hmm. as long as you had a gift to cover the rest of the deposit. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. You still have to meet that 5%. Yeah. Mm. Like, you can't be less than the 5%. That The gifted funds must add up to 5%, including your savings. That rental money doesn't disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's not, hey, I've got a rental ledger, but no deposit. It's... This is unfortunately few and far between though, on the first-time loan deposit scheme. Mm. Uh, some lenders have a very hard and fast 5%. So there are only a handful of lenders that will do it this way yep. when it comes to the rental ledger, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And we know which ones they are. We are aware. <laughs> <laughs> Can't come to see us on July 14, Bastille Day. <laughs> we'll tell you all about them. <laughs> what, what's the name of the event? Uh, navigating first-time ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We were originally going to uh, do it kind of sea captain <laughs> themed. Yeah. Yeah. We were all going to wear hats. Yeah. Then... I still will. Yeah. <laughs> those white and blue stripy suits. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think you, you can wear that one. I yeah. was going to anyway. I was going to dress up as an orca. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going as? I might jump on the taco train and wear a sombrero. Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah, I like that. Poncho. We, we do have sombreros in the office. <laughs> we actually do. Yep. Um, alrighty. So, are all banks slash lenders on the first home loan? <laughs> so close. So close. No, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not counting that one. No. Are all banks and lenders available on the scheme? No. Nice workaround. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have a few new lenders this year, but we do have some niche lenders on that scheme too. Uh, to be really clear, I wish we would use all of these lenders, but we really don't. Uh, mm. Some lenders are very specific on this mm-hmm. list, uh, but there's, there's, there's some fantastic ones. Um, Oswide's great, uh, Bank Australia, CBA, NAB, MyState, QBank, Great Southern Bank. These, these are banks yeah. you may have heard of. Yeah. Uh, well, CBA, I'm um, probably <laughs> I heard, of heard of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Who are CBA? <laughs> There's a few other new lenders, though. Uh, some real, real firecrackers out there. Credit Union, South Australia, uh, Illawarra Credit Union, IMB, uh, Trading's IMB Bank, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Newcastle Permanent Building Society, and Unity Bank. Yeah. Limited. Haven't, haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. But they're um, out there. Open to learn. They'd yeah. all have. Yeah different policies and niches. That, they do yeah. loans. Yeah. I think welcome to the, welcome to the party. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I wish there were more. The more the merrier. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yep. Cool, cool. So one question here. Mm. Do I still have the same product options for, say, for fixed or variable rates as a non-first-home guarantee Do, do you mean, and just with that question, do you know how it was asked? Was it around... Can you do fixed or variable, or is it more? Do you have the exact same products? As... More so, can I can I still choose fixed or yep. variable or yep. split? Mm-hmm. Um, so can can be flexible, basically. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. Easy. There's, yeah. um, <laughs> you can do fixed. You can do variable. Um, as a general rule, I think a lot of the lenders offer most of their standard products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know there are a few banks who won't do 
um, say, variable loans with offset accounts under the first-time guarantee. Mm-hmm. Um, there are one or two that say they'll just do a basic product. Mm-hmm. In past, we have found that a lot of um, first-time guarantee or previously FHLDS loans have been fully fixed yeah. just because it can be a really great option for first-time buyers. Mm. Yeah. So I guess to give some product options, because there's only a certain amount of real structures you can mm. do, can you go fully variable on the first-time guarantee? Yes. Can mm-hmm. you go fully variable with an offset on the first-time guarantee? Sometimes. Most of the Most time. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you go fully fixed yes. yeah, on the first-time guarantee? All right. Can you go fully fixed with an offset account on the first-time guarantee? Yes. Booyah. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Very specifically. <laughs> All right. So to summarize, you can go fixed, you can go variable, you can go both. You can go whatever you want. But you can't go neither. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> that's a, good good that's pick a twist. Yeah. I wouldn't have got that one. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, so, there's a question just on rising rates here. What are some techniques that first home buyers can use to maybe make sure they're not borrowing more than they can afford to repay? Obviously, mm. we wouldn't let that happen mm. anyway to, in the first place. But I suppose some... Um, we kind of cover this one off yeah. during the process. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just some fail saves, mm. I suppose. I mean, we do our due diligence when we work with you. We make sure you're not yeah. buying outside of your means. Um, so I guess that's the biggest one. But maybe a, a tip or a trick leading up to buying a property when you're kind of going through this process, getting ready, is chat to us or chat to your broker about what your loan repayment might look like based on what mm. you want to buy. And if that repayment is more than what you're paying in rent at the moment, set up, say, a savings account where you pay your rent and then put the difference into that account as if you're paying your mortgage. Um, Just get used to how it feels, get used to what your surplus looks like. um, If you want to double double down, add body corporate in too. Yeah. Yeah. Add an extra 80 bucks a week, see if you can handle it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See if you're comfortable. That can be a tricky one. For for first yep. home buyers, because you see it as a figure, like yeah. you see, mm-hmm. oh yeah, twelve hundred bucks a quarter, sure, yep. I'll live in the house, or a thousand dollars, or fifteen hundred, however much it might be per quarter. When you're buying the place, you you think, oh yeah, I'll just that's just what I'll have to do. Yeah. When you actually move into the place, it's kind mm. of annoying to pay that. <laughs> <laughs> I, all, I got all the time. That the, yeah. My when I bought my place, the first time I got my body corporate bill, I was like, oh yeah, I've got to pay that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Keeps on coming around. It does. But, yeah. Every quarter. <laughs> just, but you just got to create another account, just called body corporate, exactly. and just mm. stash money on it. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. It. That's the structure. But cool. the great strategy, though. Mm. Yeah. That's that's really good. Yep. Good stuff. Um, We've covered this a bit in the past, but it might be helpful for some of the listeners on this episode specifically. Mm. But does my hex loan count as a debt and will it affect my servicing? Yes and yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. It doesn't, it affects your servicing in the sense that, you know, let's say you've got a $100,000 hex balance. It affects it in two ways, uh, but not in the ways that you would think. The first way is it's attached to your pay, so it's going out of your net income. So yes, it will immediately impact your servicing. But even if that was twenty thousand, it's it's going to impact at the same amount. Yeah. Uh, Hex is just tiered to your income, so you pay the set amount depending on how much you earn. Uh, but the second thing it impacts, which is probably a, a more not not many people are aware of this, uh, is your debt to income level. So if you've got a lot of debt uh, and then you add a hex loan on top of that, your debt's significantly higher to a lender and if that sometimes in the medical industry, a flight, um, just just anything, uh, vets, 
you might have a hundred thousand dollar hexalon, mm. mm-hmm. and immediately, More. yeah, uh, that just puts you straight away behind. And let's not get started on the hex increase as well. Like, wow, <laughs> the inflation yeah, on that—that that is chunky. That's oh, I don't like it. It was really bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Mm, it's no but good. But it happened. It does, and that's <laughs> going to impact your DTI as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the more hex you have, um, it doesn't really impact your your net cash flow, but what it does impact is how lenders perceive your overall position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I think that covers that, it. That um, mm. hex increase yeah, big. It was really not fun. It's, it's really big. Yeah. People I, wouldn't notice unless they look at their statement. Exactly. I, I think yeah. an email probably went out, but um, mm. yeah, essentially it doesn't affect how much comes out of your pay, but mm-hmm. it affects... Yeah. how long it takes you to repay the debt. Yeah. yeah. I, there was someone I was working with recently. We went through documents um, earlier in the financial year and we've just gone through them again. Mm. The HEX debt is now higher than it was earlier <sighs> in the year and nothing's been paid off because we haven't hit tax time. It just sucks so much. It does. Mm. It really does. Squash it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Does a credit card benefit me as it demonstrates my ability to repay a debt? Mm, this one's really tricky because mm. it, it does, technically, <laughs> but <laughs> not a big fan uh, of them. I, I think you could get away with not having a credit card. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. 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 Amen. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, with it, the way that credit scoring works now, mm. um, it is this kind of positive reporting system, yeah. but... If you've never had debt before, it doesn't mean your credit is terrible. Yeah. I, 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 I had a great credit score, got a credit card, and it dropped by about 100. I had to work it all the way back up. Mm. Just just a credit card. <laughs> a good credit card, too. Yeah. Just for the points. <laughs> <laughs> just got looped in. Uh, yeah. But I suppose, essentially, mm. the credit card, regardless of the balance, the limit of your credit card affects your... Yep borrowing capacity directly. Yes. So if you've got a $15,000 limit on your credit card and $1 balance, that doesn't matter. Uh, The bank will have a formula in place to say what they expect your repayments are Mm -hmm. or what they could be if you max it out, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you had a $1,000 balance, uh, sorry, limits credit card, Mm -hmm. that would be stronger servicing than a $15,000. Yeah. I think a bigger thing to worry about with credit cards is not just that impact on the credit score, but comprehensive credit reporting. Mm-hmm. You miss one repayment and a lender's going to go, hey, why'd you miss that repayment? Give us a written explanation sometimes. I had a client that put down a 20% deposit and the lender still came back and said, why did you pay this credit card 30 mm-hmm. days late? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I was overseas. I yeah. just didn't think of it. But that, that's what I mean. So they can really drill down. So just try and make your payments on time, even yeah. if it's the minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just make your payment on time. Yeah. It really helps out. Absolutely. Yeah. Direct debit. Keep yeah. money in the account. Yeah. Direct debit. It's a great one. And don't overdraw it. Yes. All righty. I've got one more here for this part. but And this one's a bit tricky as well, actually. But it, it's relevant. If I'm buying with my partner, but they aren't on the loan or, or on the title, what are... Uh, what what should I do? How how does this affect things? Bit of a loaded one, this one. It yeah. is. It's it's really tricky because every circumstance is different. I I think. Are we talking in relation to the loan or or the title itself or just both? Both. I, I would say seek some legal advice before really engaging this question. Yeah. Um. Just because we we can treat it very differently, but we need to know specifically what you want to do mm. and how you want to do it. Once we get the position, then we can work it out. And sometimes that may mean your, your partners, you're not, you don't have intertwined finances and they might be a dependent mm. on the application or something yep. like that. 
Um, but but realistically, every circumstance is different. This is a hard one to answer Absolutely. without crossing any <laughs> legal guidelines. <laughs> or making assumptions on exactly. the scenario. Exactly. exactly. I think the only thing we might um, be able to touch on is there when you go through the family, oh, sorry, the first home guarantee. When you go through the first home guarantee, you have to fill out a stat deck. And one of the questions on that stat deck is, have you ever owned or had interest in property in Australia? The mm. following question is, has your spouse ever owned or had interest yeah. in property in Australia? I think that's probably um, yeah. one of the easiest ones to comment on is just that going through this process can have an effect on uh, on your partner if you do have a partner and they're not um, going yep. into this together. Yep. Just cool, something to cool. keep in mind. Yep. Chat to your solicitor about it. Yeah. Yep. And then, then to come you. to us. We'll, yeah. we'll run through the scenario. Mm. Every scenario is different with this one. It, it really is a great question yeah. and it's really pertains to how you manage your finances, mm. how where you are in your relationship. Yep. Because as an example, let's say you save 25000 you start dating... Get a girlfriend. Mm, grand gesture. Grand gesture. <laughs> grand gesture doesn't turf the deposit. <laughs> and you decide to buy a place. And then all of a sudden they say, well, if you buy this place and you're not buying it with your partner, but you might not be that far along. So yeah. we're happy to take a bit of a look at it and, mm. and see what we can do. Yeah. We can't give relationship advice, but <laughs> we can definitely give some, some finance advice. <laughs> Maybe that's what we pivot this podcast to. Psychology. <laughs> it's a relationship psychology. <laughs> <laughs> Speed dating. Yeah. <laughs> sure, <geez. laughs> and the 14th and 12th. Don't, 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 don't um, All right. That wraps up the um, specific first home buyer part of the episode. First home guarantee. I said <laughs> okay, first home buyer. Say, okay, yeah. <laughs> I keep on forgetting it. I, sh- I should have written it on it. <laughs> um, but let's launch into some listener questions. Great. How about it? Let's, Let's cruise through them. <laughs> cool. I think it is cruising time. Yep. Um, alrighty. <laughs> so here's a couple kind of similar question. But so let's say I go unconditional, yay, go me, yep. uh, <laughs> before finance date. Who do I notify? Your solicitor. Mm-hmm. Simple. And your broker? Yeah, your yeah. broker, solicitor, broker. Yeah. Just not the real estate. Mm. We'll, you don't, we'll you don't probably tell, tell you. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> that's always there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, your solicitor. You don't need to um, let the real estate agent know on the other side. The solicitor on yeah. the other side. Your your solicitor's there to provide that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Cool. So just tell the solicitor. Easy. Uh, on that one, if I go unconditional, is settlement automatically pulled forward, or under what circumstance might settlement be pulled forward? Really depends on the contract. Mm-hmm. You'll have to double check with your solicitor, but the most common one where it would automatically or may automatically be pulled forward is if your settlement date is not a set date and it's not a days after contract date, but it says days after unconditional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the really clear one. Mm, Aside yeah. from that, settlement can move um, generally by either party. Yeah. It has to be agreed on. Yeah. Talk to your solicitor about that. can one. be negotiable if it yeah. suits all parties. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Easy. Um, <laughs> so, um, do you expect house prices to decrease based on rising interest rates? I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a dangerous question. It is. Because uh, it could really go either way, just knowing how things unfortunately have been going. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, uh, I, I do. I do expect that interest rates will 
make some people not want to hold on to investment properties and they'll sell them. And when they sell them, they, they will be more properties on the market. Yep. Yep. That person that has six properties might sell down to four and then wait and then buy up to six. Yep. <laughs> yep. It could also have a bit of an impact on the rental market as well, with mm-hmm. people offloading investment properties. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool, yeah. Great time to buy a first home. Yeah. 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 Get out there. We can talk about it on July, <laughs> July 14th. Absolutely. Let's do it. Alrighty, here's another one. So it's a bit of a circumstantial one. Um, I live in a nice place and pay $500 a week rent. With rates increasing, is it worth buying right now? Won't I be paying more when I buy a property? Generally not. I think uh, there's a really cruisy answer to this, and it's rather than looking at the repayment, yeah, yeah, you might be paying more depending on the property you buy, but look at how much interest you're paying. And that's a formula we can do for you because when you're paying rent, you're not really paying anything off yourself. You're not saving anything. You're not building equity unless you have some kind of rent-to-buy scheme. But generally, you're not really paying anything. You're paying what they call dead money, Mm. Um, not the term that I use, but a term that I do hear a lot. So rather than doing that, you might want to pay instead 400 in interest to the bank, hypothetically, and 200 off your home loan because then you're still paying less in dead money Mm -hmm. or or however yeah. you want to... You're building uh, equity in yeah. the property. building equity. Basically, you, you're, you're putting yourself into a better position. Even though you're paying more, you're saving more. Mm. Yeah. You're paying off your own mortgage rather than your landlord's mortgage. Exactly, yeah. Yep. No, so no, so no, most no. commonly the answer is yes, however it's all circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool, cool. We can run the calculation for us. I love, that. You love running calculations. I love this calculation. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a Do you good know one. how much we like Excel in this office? <laughs> <laughs> Huge. <laughs> cool, cool. So... This one, yeah, all right. What is the best price to buy at when looking at entering the market just to get all the current government benefits? <laughs> current. 500? Government Queensland, benefit. 500. Yeah. Other states, uh, different. Different. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more. And, <laughs> and less in Big, some. Yeah, and yeah. regional areas mm-hmm. yep. less than 500 in Queensland yeah. as well. Yeah. If you're Queensland metro or Queensland mm. capital city, mm. 500,000 is your sweet spot. Yeah, that, that's for everything. But mm. like you, you can go up to higher amounts and get less in benefits. So we're, we're talking about like that, like yeah. that big grand gesture, <laughs> grand gesture purchase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tick all the boxes. So 500, that's the goat right now in Queensland. Ooh. Oh, the goat. <laughs> but, watching uh, too much NBA. <laughs> yeah. Let's, what about 550 or 500 to 550? Uh, it's uh, there. It's, it's okay. Yeah, it's not as good, but you can dabble. Yeah. <laughs> so to be clear, there is a stamp duty concession mm-hmm. between five hundred and five hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, you're still paying stamp duty in that price bracket, but not as much as you would be yep. if you were not a first home buyer. Mm. Yeah. So there is a bit of benefit, but not yeah. as much. Once you hit five fifty and up, you're mm. paying. Just in, as much as everyone else. Just be clear, in Queensland. In Queensland. <laughs> in Queensland, Queensland. Queensland metro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 500's kind of the sweet spot for everything. Mm. Yeah. But it's just so unrealistic nowadays. It so is. if you go higher than that, we won't judge you. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll provide all those calculations of stamp yeah. duty and we'll give you the a, difference. At different price points and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Cool, cool. I think that's about it. Yeah. Well, what's uh, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, I will be watching Queensland beat New South Wales oh. in the state of origin. I'll be doing the same. Yeah, <laughs> I think I will too. <laughs> we live on that positive mindset; it'll happen. Yeah, that's right. We got the Broncos game in a row. I think we said six in a row. Six in a row. The other yeah, one, we did. Last time we recorded, ended Storm up being seven down. in a row. Mm. 
Yeah. We don't talk about no. that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't count. But, um, what else? What else are you doing on the weekend? That's Sunday night. <laughs> more week. Skip to the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Metcon. We yeah. got yeah, a little bit of gym. Yep. Gym it up. Jiminy Christmas. Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> yeah, getting jacked. <laughs> if uh, Tony, you're listening to this, I know you go to the gym and uh, you were listening to the podcast the other day. <laughs> you saw a photo, like a poster of us. Yeah. Very, very meta. You can um, do it, Tony. Yeah, you can do it. One more rep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm playing golf. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to learn that. Oh, you should. Yeah, I'm not very good at it. Uh, neither am I. <laughs> I like it, though. <laughs> I'm um, taking my dog to school. Ah. Hey. Yeah, he's got obedience training on Sunday. What grade's he in? The only one. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's only his second week, so Um, he's still learning. He'll get there. What kind of dog do you have? I have a Rottweiler. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's a good boy. Oh, I really want to see Top Gun. Yeah, you should. It's um, brilliant. Yeah. You haven't seen it yet, have you? No. Have you? No. I, no. I haven't also watched it either. You should both do that this weekend. Do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to watch it in 40X? I am, yeah. Or just 2DX? I've never been to 40X yet. Neither um, have I. I've heard rumours. Chermside, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, I've got to go one. Top Gun mm. again. Mm. Okay. The seat would be all leaning with the planes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So what, what happens? Is it just like breeze in your face and... Mm. Splash on the back of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> the only 40x I've done is the Shrek at Movie World. Yeah, I love that. It's like, the, <laughs> it's, it's like spiders up your legs. Yeah, it's like the ghost train. How someone taps you on the shoulder right at the end. Oh, that's actually <laughs> 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 humans nev- should not be a part of. <laughs> I've actually never been on a ghost train, but I know that's yeah, what happens. That's what they do. Yeah, they, do. <laughs> they do. They grab your back, of your neck, and stuff. It's just weird. <laughs> should be banned. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anything else going on? Um, it's a fair bit of surf. I think I'm going to take my dog to the beach. Nice. Mm. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Maybe play some volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Papa, do you want to come in and mention what you're, <laughs> what you're doing on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't, can't see her face. <laughs> She's making She's a gesture. She's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, I think that's really good. Come down July 14th, uh, check it out, Green Beacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do, be doing one every month for the next three months, mm-hmm. uh, first home buyers. The scheme's really, really cool. Um, we, we, we support it. We always have. Anything that can get a first home buyer into the market's uh, easier is, uh, is huge, hugely mm-hmm. advantageous, mm-hmm. so please check it out. Um, yeah, I think it's a good mm-hmm. sign-off at that yeah. point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Any another quest- app done. Yeah, another yeah, app done. done. Yeah. Any questions, as always, email them through. Send them th- through to our Instagram, mm-hmm. yep. which is Brisbane Broker Podcast. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Or um, email podcast at thenewsteadgroup.com.au. Yeah. 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 Like, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. We should get a TikTok Share. too. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All righty. Go. See you later. Adios. Right. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe to our podcast to keep up with our latest releases and follow us on Instagram at Brisbane Broker Podcast. The Newstead Group's brokers are fully accredited and operate under Australian Credit Licence 389087. For our full disclaimer, please read our show notes below and we hope you'll tune in to our next episode.